Welcome to A Love Like This. I'm Abby. I'm Paige. And I'm Ben. And we are so glad that you are here. As we sit down each week with some amazing guests and close friends, our hope is that you would be encouraged to take heart in the troubles of this world and would start living a more abundant and fruitful life. Hey friends, this week we are joined by a beautiful elementary school teacher, Hannah Beth Paul. As you might know, Paige and I are actually studying to be primary school teachers, just like our mum. Aside from seeing how cute Hannah's classroom is, we knew that she had a very similar calling to teaching to us. Today is just a candid conversation all about that calling. Paige and Hannah spoke about how she tries to embody the qualities of Jesus in all of her interactions, how the fruits of the Spirit are brought through action, not just words, why it's so important to respond to the call God has on your life, and lastly, just why it's so important to trust in God's plans. Well, guys, we have a very special guest on the podcast today. We have my friend Hannah Beth, who I met through Instagram. Hannah, welcome to A Love Like This. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. We're so grateful. So do you just want to start off by telling our listeners just a little bit about who you are and what you do and where you're from? Yes. So my name's Hannah Beth. I'm from Oklahoma. I'm Southern Oklahoma. So I'm in a little tiny town called Ardmore. Um, This is actually where I grew up. So it's kind of fun to be home for a little bit. I am a first grade teacher. This is my second year of teaching. So last year I taught second grade and this year I am in first grade and I'm loving it. (laughs) So good. Oh, thank you. And you've been married for... What's your husband? Yeah, we will be married for three years in June. So coming on three years. Yeah. And how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? No, you're fine. Um, I'm 23. 23. I got married when I was 20. So yeah, I was a baby. That's that's my age right now. (laughs) Super young, but so good. Oh, I love that. Um, So I noticed in your Instagram bio, it says, I will rejoice in the simple gospel. And I was like, okay, I love that so much. So obviously, you know, the Lord and like, can you just tell us a little bit about how you came to know him? Absolutely. Um, I love that song. That's why I just cling to that song. Oh, it's song. a song? I, yes, yes. I know. I, <laughs> I can send it to you after this. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was raised in a Christian home, um, which I'm so grateful for my parents for, you know, instilling a lot of morals and values in me as a young child. But I've always kind of been um, in the church. You know, I was always raised. I'd been to church every Sunday since, you know, I can even remember. Um, But it wasn't until college that I really kind of found the Lord. I was really in high school and middle school. I was very stuck on um, rules, following the rules. Like I felt like as long as I was doing what I was supposed to and following the rules, that I was fine. You know, I had my ticket into heaven and there you go check all the boxes off, you know, do your devotional in the morning, you're good to go. Um, But then whenever I went to college, I went to a private um, Baptist college in Oklahoma. And I really just kind of started connecting with some friends and realized that, you know, it's not about, I mean, it is about following the rules and doing what God wants you to do, but it's really more about the heart behind it and really having a deep relationship with the Lord, just you and him one-on-one. So, I mean, I have been a Christian my whole life and I, I, I feel like it wasn't until college that I really started to understand 
what it means to be a Christian and that deep relationship with the Lord, how special that is. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like that moment comes kind of later in life because we grew up like Catholic. And so I always believed in the same God, like always knew Jesus, but it wasn't until I was 15 where I was like, okay, like, no, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship with God. That's so good. Thank you so much for sharing. So I don't know if you teach at a Christian school or or anything like that, but how do you show the love of Jesus at your school and in your classroom? Because I feel like even on your Instagram, like, okay, Jesus is in there. Like you can just tell. <laughs> I'm so glad you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't teach in a Christian school. Um, I would like to one day. I think that'd be so cool. I have a friend who does that and she is able to like teach Bible to her kids, which I think is so cool. Um, but I am in a public school, so it is harder. I mean, I'm not allowed to talk about Jesus unless a child pursues that conversation with me. Um, but I try my best by just through the relationships that I make with my kiddos. Like my biggest thing is that that's my goal in life is for people and kids and anybody that I come into interaction with to meet Jesus through me. And so a lot of my students have really unfortunate home lives. And so I really kind of am that one person that is a safe place for them. And so anytime that I'm with my kiddos, I just try to be patient and loving, you know, and show all the fruits of the spirit to them through my actions, because I can't really, you know, share the gospel yeah 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 that's like my mom as well because my mom's been a primary or elementary school teacher for 30 years now and she's teaching in a public school as well and you know she's like kind of on fire for God at the moment because she's like kind of reintroduced her faith into her life and so she finds it a little bit difficult like to not be able to talk about it but she's like I just show it and I think what did I hear one time I heard like if you want to tell people about Jesus like only use words sometimes or something like that. Absolutely. That's yes. so, so good. I love that. That's really, yes. really good. Um, So what's your favorite thing about being a teacher? I would say just building the relationship with my students. I mean, I love to teach, you know, content, reading and math, but I really just love the relationships that I hold with them. I mean, I know this is only my second year, but I just have even a continuous relationship with my kiddos from last year. I don't live in the same town that I taught my first year, but Mm -hmm. I have gone up there to visit them a couple of times. And it's just the relationship that you have with them and build them is so special. And I feel like now that we have social media and stuff, I'll be able to keep up with them when they grow up and it's just the relationships are so worth it. Isn't it such a beautiful thing? Because like we're at school when I was, a, I mean, you're a teacher as well. We're at school, like with our students and teachers longer than we are at home for, like yes. aside from sleeping, but like we see them more during the week. And so like yes. I think about my teachers and especially in high school, the relationship that I had with my teachers was just profound. Like they're like my best friends yes. now. So exactly. <laughs> yes. It's such a blessing. It's such a blessing when teachers have that, like, and they want, like, you can tell when teachers want that relationship with their students you feel that as a student. So that's so good. Um, Why do you think it's so important to listen to the call that God has over your life? Because obviously, you know, you're a teacher. I feel like you've obviously responded to the call that God had on your life. So how do you go about doing that? And why do you think it's important? So I actually have a funny story that goes along with this. My mom is also an educator and she's now a principal, but she has been an educator for I don't, I don't really know how long, but she was a teacher and she just recently switched over to be a principal. Um, and she told me my entire life, she was like, Hannah, I am not like, okay with you being an educator. She told, I have an older sister and she told us both like, 
you are not going to college to be an educator. And just because, you know, education is just really hard and we don't really get that much money. And she's like, I want more for you. And my senior year, I was like, mom, I have a calling to be an educator. Like I know God needs me in the classroom and that's like my calling. And she was like, okay, I knew that too. Like, and she, we kind of had to come <laughs> to Jesus meeting, but um, I think it's so important to do that. Cause you know, I hearing my mom say that I was like, oh gosh, I don't need to do that. But I think it's so important to listen to God's calling because he ultimately has like a better vision that we could not even comprehend or understand. And I don't know, we will never be able to like, you know, understand until we meet again with him. And so I think that he knows what's best for us ultimately, even if we can't see that in the moment. And when we follow in the calling that he has for us, that's like, whether it's a better life for us or it's a better life for other people that we can spread, you know, the good glory of him to other people in a better way. That's the ultimate goal. And we can only get there if we follow in his calling. Yeah, that's so true. And it comes with obedience too, like just being obedient to him, because there's so many times where even for me, it's like, there's no way that I can be a teacher. Like I knew from a very young age that I wanted to be a teacher. Like we used to, Abby and I, we used to pretend to like be on duty, like on our lawn and like have a pretend class. It was so embarrassing thinking about it now. It's ridiculous. But I knew from a very young age. all of us have that background. Exactly, exactly. Because it was so fun. I actually stole the roll book when I was in kindergarten. I wanted to be, it was like, there was no computers, right? So it was like, obviously a legal document. I took it home with me. And my poor teacher was probably like getting in trouble for losing the role or whatever. But I was so desperate. Like I wanted one so bad. And so I feel like when we're obedient to the call that God has in our life, like we like live this life, like how did, what? Like, how did I come here? How did I, mm, you kind of look back like, okay, God, like you did that. There's no way that I would be here in my own strength and work it up in my own power. Absolutely. So that's, that's so good. That's so yeah, good. Yeah, sometimes I'm teaching and I look up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in charge of 25 children. <laughs> How did this happen? That's comforting <laughs> to know that you have those questions too because I always like even, you know, I've just started studying it. I'm like, do I really want to do this? Like, am I really going to be good at it? <laughs> so thank you for sharing. Um do you have any memorable moments of being a teacher? Like, do you have any stories? Because my mom comes home every single day with a different story. <laughs> some, some are funny ones, but some are like really sweet moments. Do you have any of those? I have. Oh my gosh, I could tell you so many stories for hours. I've only taught for two years. So mm-hmm. I need, my mom's been telling me to get like a journal and like write down anything that's funny or like sweet, write it down so I remember so that I yeah. don't forget 20 years from now. Um, I actually had a super sweet, it's not really funny. I like the funny moments, but I have a sweet moment that I can share that happened actually last week. Um, one of my kiddos, we were doing like free drawn whiteboard so they can like, if they complete their work, they can draw whatever they want on the whiteboard. And she's one of my kiddos that has really been struggling um, in academics this year. And so She's the sweetest little thing ever, but she's really been struggling and she's made so many strides throughout the past couple of weeks. I've been so proud of her. Um, but on her whiteboard, she drew um, a mountain and then she drew like two little people and, you know, they love to share everything they draw with us. So she came and she's like, teacher, look what I drew. And she was like, it's a mountain and it's me and you on it. And 
I know she like has no idea like what that means to me, but to me, I'm like, oh my goodness, like she knew that she's been struggling and that me and her have been just going up the mountain together, you know, it it makes me so, I don't want to cry on here, but it's just so emotional that like she, I don't know, I put that image together of like, we're struggling together and I'm Mm -hmm. helping her get up the mountain, you know, Mm -hmm. and she probably did not mean it by that, but I took it like that (laughs) and it just made my day. That is a really sweet moment. I feel like crying. That's so sweet. That is a real sweet moment. Wow. Okay. So precious. I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. Wow. That's so, I'm like thinking about that. I'm like, there's so many like that's so biblical too. Yes. <laughs> um, so what advice would you give to younger people who are starting to become teachers or like first year? Cause I have a lot of friends who are teachers now and they're in their first year. And so I'm sure they're going to listen to this and want to hear some advice. So do you have any? Yes, I have, I have so much advice, but, um, I would say one, I'll give you two, two pieces so that it's not too much. One thing is that I know there's like so much, not negativity, but a lot of teachers are kind of, you know, going on social media and saying, this is the hardest year, you know, and then it makes all the teachers that are in college be like, I don't know if I want to do this because all these people are saying negative things about it. But I would say definitely don't ignore that because there are some issues in education for sure. But it's your experience, you know, like don't base that and say, oh, no, I'm not going to do that because of what this person, this person, this person said about education. Um, it definitely depends on like where you're at, who your administration is. You know, I, I just feel like I get a lot of messages from people that are in college and they say, what's your advice? Like, I don't know if I should do this because I've seen so much negativity from other teachers. And I'm like, yes, there are issues. And like, I'm not ignoring the issues in education, but if God has called you to the field, like we need you and these kids need you and, you know, not to ignore the negative things, but just to show you, it's all about you and your experience. You may love something and someone else may absolutely hate something. It's not for everyone. So definitely if you feel the calling, you know, continue to do education and go into the field because we need good teachers and these kids need good teachers too. So a little pot, you know, don't, don't get discouraged by it yeah. pretty much. Yeah, no, that's so good. And I feel like for some reason where we live, there is a desperation for teachers. Like at my mom's school, they're so desperate for teachers because people are away and there's like still COVID here. Like people are still really worried about it. And then there's been flooding. And so heaps of people are just kind of like disappearing. And so they're hiring yes. like their next door neighbors to like come because they're yes. so desperate. That's so, how it is where I am Oh, too. really? <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. There's this. A, a teacher shortage and they're like desperate isn't that crazy I find that so crazy. wild oh yes that's like okay that's a worry but also like <laughs> yeah then no that's that's com- like that's kind of comforting to know that you know on the other side of the world we're, we're dealing with the same yeah. things <laughs> um second piece of advice um I would say your first year is just kind of gonna seem like a whirlwind and that's what it is to everybody you know go into teaching with a positive mindset and just know that you're not going to know everything. You're going to have to learn so much. I I feel like my first year, I learned more in that first year of teaching and in student teaching than I did in college all four years. So definitely go in knowing that you're not going to know everything and that you're not going to get everything done. There's always going to be a to-do list and 
everybody has an ongoing to-do list that's a teacher and you just have to prioritize what needs to be done and then, you know, move it to the next day. <laughs> that's so good and so true because I had a team meeting with um the other kindergarten teachers and they said the exact same thing. Yes. They're like, we're a team and we all have to-do lists and it never gets cleared. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're yeah. always going to have yeah. something to do. <laughs> Yeah. So we asked this question to um, all of our guests, but it's what advice or what's, what's something you would say to your younger self? Um, I would say definitely just trust in what the Lord has for your life, because as a high schooler, I always felt like, I don't know, I just always feel like what's going on? Like, I don't know what I'm going to end up being as a career path or like as a job. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know who I'm going to marry. I don't know what my life's going to look like. And I would just say, trust in the Lord. He has much better plans than you could ever plan out for yourself. And just have faith that, you know, He knows what's best for you. I loved this conversation with Hannah and Paige so much. She reminded us to always lean into the calling that God has on our lives and to trust completely in that calling. This episode was a little selfish of us because we know not everyone wants to be a teacher, but as a Christian, in a way, we are all called to be teachers. So we hope that you love this episode. 